Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. The Premier League All Access podcast is proud to be brought to you by Ladbrokes. Stay ahead of all the big games in the best league in the world, the Premier League. With the latest odds, form guides, expert opinions and more, the fans are the players at Ladbrokes. Are you in? Let's go. Play at ladbrokes.com, 18plusbegambleaware.org. T's and C's apply. Hello and welcome to the Game Day World Cup podcast with me, Sam Matterface, alongside Talk Sports Ball correspondent Alex Crook and the assistant editor of The Mirror, Darren Lewis. The top World Cup stories this morning, Lionel Messi puts on a clinic to put Argentina into their sixth World Cup final. End of the row for Luka Modric as Croatia failed to turn up in the semi. Didier Deschamps and his Morocco are dangerous at both ends of the pitch, not just for the back, as an African side look to make history, further history, later on tonight. All those games have been live on TalkSport, and I tell you what, last night was a pleasure. It's magic, you know. A magician, an absolute genius at work. You know, he's one of the best players that's ever walked the planet, and you could see that. Football must give something to Messi. Messi gives already too much of football. With Maradona watching from football heaven. It's Messi who's the main man. He's the hero, he's the star. And our country needs it. As well as when Maradona lifted the cup, this is the same story. He's just scored the goal that has propelled Argentina towards the 2022 World Cup final. It's the 1,002nd game of his senior career today. He's had a goal number 791. His 96th goal for his country. For me, he's always been the best, so there is no debate. The best ever, that's why he's the GOAT. I will never, ever tire of watching that third goal. It's simply extraordinary. I had to drop my microphone and just applaud what I'd just seen. Incredible. It's 3-0. Argentina are going through, and it's Lionel Messi that takes the widespread acclaim of everybody here in Lucille the entirety of Argentina. This is what it's all about. This is entertainment. The very best player of all time. Oh, ho, ho, it's magic. You know, never believe it's not so. It's magic. You know, never believe it's not so. Well, it was a pleasure because of Lionel Messi. Darren, discuss. Well, whenever you go to watch a a big player at a big event, you kind of hope that there's going to be a moment of the kind that you'd seen on the TV. You kind of hope that you're going to see it live. And last night, he provided one of those moments. You know, the guy is 35 years of age and... uh, the, 
it was as if for the first 20 minutes he decided he was watching the game, just standing around watching it while Croatia dominated the play. And then he decided, now I'm going to get started. And once he did, it, it was sensational. Um, and the, the, the assist for Julian Alvarez's goal was just incredible. And when Alvarez did score, it wasn't so much a roar, it was a gasp because he's 35 years old, Messi. He should not be able to show the kind of pace he did to get away from Gavardiol, who's an outstanding defender, um, and a couple of others, to get to the byline and cut the ball back. But that's what you expect at the highest level from the biggest players, and that's what he was able to do. A brilliant performance last night. It was a privilege, and I trust me, I've been to some, well, you've been to some games, I'm sure lots of people listening to this in top games, but it's a privilege to be at an event, occasion, that we, you know, the, the kind that are very, very rare in football, and we were there. Right, it was absolutely amazing, and that goal, that goal, which wasn't a Lionel Messi goal, it was an Alvarez goal, but it was made with those magic boots of Messi, and you talked about the pace. Well, it was sort of almost as if he was stopping, starting, stop and starting. And as a result of that, that's what gave him the acceleration to get beyond Gvardiol. And poor old Gvardiol, I mean, I'm sure he's got some sort of uh, vertigo this morning because he's he, he'll be absolutely twisted by what happened. You know, Leipzig are probably furious as well because he was worth 60 million ahead of that. <laughs> dance on that touchline. Poor kid. I felt so sorry for him. I thought he's just been, he's one of the emerging stars of the World Cup. He was the, the best defender, a shoe in for everyone's team of the tournament. And the poor lad been ran ragged. I felt just absolutely gutted for him anyway. It was just a mesmerising piece of skill. And the awareness then, just to pop it back to Al, Alvarez, was, was, was superb. And, you know, he had a role in the, uh, the Alvarez goal where Alvarez goes darting through the middle because he wins the challenge on the halfway line, which pokes the ball through to Alvarez in the first place. Obviously, he's involved in the uh, in the first goal. He takes the penalty. Um, it, 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 it was just, it was a virtuoso performance. And sometimes these things are written in the stars. I remember Gary Neville saying in 2012 when Chelsea won the Champions League, remember the semi-final away in Barcelona, and he just went, sometimes it's just written in the stars. And I, I just wonder whether or not that is the narrative of this World Cup, Brooke. I think it's becoming the narrative of this World Cup because, as I said on the podcast yesterday, for me, Argentina are the team who are growing with every performance. Um, I think a lot of people thought Croatia would run them a lot closer than they did. I didn't really see that because of the of the age, of the likes of Luka Modric in midfield, because of the fact that Croatia have, have twice gone all the way to extra time and penalties. I said it was a quick turnaround, and so it proved. But you're right, I tweeted actually, around about 20 minutes in, KG start as expected, but Messi just starting to do Messi things. And, and, and you're dead right, he just started to have a growing influence in the game. Um, obviously, the first goal from a penalty will be debated by Croatia. I think it was a penalty. Um, I don't think really you can have too many arguments about that. But such composure from Messi, I was watching him actually. Hold, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. We need to re revisit this, right? Because... Poor old Darren's face has just crumpled into a very sore crease. He's not happy about this at all. I can't work out whether he thinks it's absolutely ludicrous that anyone's even arguing about it or whether he thinks we should have an argument about it. Because bearing in mind that we were at the centre of quite a big argument about it yesterday on the television, um, then it is probably worth debating. 
Uh, Mark Halsey in the Sun today says, I have no problem with the award of the uh, Argentina first off penalty. I've spoken to three different referees from uh, the Premier League, all of whom believe it penalty. Um, the three boys on the panel last night, Ian Wright, Gary Neville and um, Roy Keane, no penalty for them. Darren? I thought it was a stone-cold penalty. I did, it wasn't a question of I didn't have a problem with it. I, I'm staggered that it was even a debate. Um, I am 100% with Crook. The ball goes beyond the keeper. The keeper cleans out Alvarez. I'm not even sure what anybody is seeing to justify the idea that it wasn't a penalty. Yeah, Lee Dixon and Ali McCoy, who were with me in the commentary box last night, had the same view. I think the boys on Talk Sport were saying the same thing. Um, it, but it was it, it was about 30, 40% of what I was sort of getting back via social media and via polls and via chatter that were, were a little bit upset about the idea of, of that penalty being given. It was a defining moment, though, wasn't it? Because once that penalty went in, the nature of the game changed because it went from being cagey to being a little bit more stretched. Yeah, it did. And, and do you know what impressed me? Obviously, you know, I don't want to draw comparisons with poor old Harry Kane, but I will. Um, you know, one of the defences that I made of Harry Kane was that because of the VAR, because of the protests, he had a long time to, to sort of get himself wound up and put himself under more pressure before taking that second penalty. It was exactly the same for Lionel Messi. I was watching him closely as Croatian players were surrounding the referee. It was very calmly, like Rafa Nadal serving at match point in a major tennis championship. He was just bouncing the ball around inside the penalty area, facing the goal, then he'd walk away and he'd face his own goal, then he'd do the same again. There was never any doubt that Messi was converting that penalty. And, and that's what sets him apart. As much as first-class ability, he's got first-class first class mentality as well. And Darren used the word. It was a privilege to watch him. Obviously, questions were asked coming into this World Cup. Even during this World Cup, I remember, Sam, we had a conversation after Mexico and you said, we can't run anymore. He doesn't need to run. The, the turning point in their tournament for me was when Alvarez came on against that game, uh, in that game against Mexico. They've not looked back since. He's done the donkey work. Messi has been able to weave his magic. He's the joint leading goal scorer. He's got more assists than anybody else in this competition. This is Messi's World Cup. Make no mistake about it. Yeah, um, just on that penalty situation, Jordan Henderson not being on the pitch when that second penalty was being taken may be significant because uh, during the first penalty when Harry Kane scores, Jordan Henderson spends a lot of time protecting him from all the nonsense that's going around and does a bit of sort of almost like bodyguard work, whereas there's no one to protect Harry Kane just before the second penalty, which I thought... You know, I saw a piece about it yesterday. It's quite interesting. But in terms of is this Messi's World Cup? Well, look, that will be defined on Sunday afternoon uh, when we bring you the uh, the final live on Talk Sport. Kicks off at three o'clock. I mean, it's Argentina versus France or Morocco. But it might not just be Argentina who we're concentrating on. It may be Mbappe and France. And we'll talk about that in just a second. Quick word on Croatia, though, Darren, because, look, this is a team from a nation of 4 million people built off the back of the struggles of the Balkan War and inspired. These are the, the children of the Balkan War that have, have, have managed to somehow rebuild their lives. You look at Modric. Modric's story is harrowing and inspiring all in one fell swoop. The guy who's been brought up by his grandfather, his grandfather gets killed in the Balkan War. He goes off to a refugee camp. He, he sort of 
grows up on the car park outside the front of the hotel, which is being used to house kids that have been displaced. He plays every day, hones his skills on that car park, gets picked up as the war comes to an end and ends up becoming this magic player who's gone on to be a world superstar. His career at the World Cup ended last night. I think probably he's going to play a little bit further on. Crook was telling us yesterday on the podcast that he'll play in the Nations League in the summer. But where does he sit amongst the best midfielders in history? I think that he's shown himself to be one of the best midfielders of all time. I think he's certainly one of the best players at this tournament, the entire tournament. Um, I think some of the things he's done in this tournament for a man of 37, he should not be able to do. His fitness levels are outstanding. His range of passing is magnificent. I think that there were times when he would get the ball and there would be players around him and he would just be a, 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 almost balletic the way he would tow the ball past them, hit it to, and find players with the outside of his right foot. He has won five Champions Leagues. We all know how difficult it is to win one. But he's been a key component of a side that's won five in Real Madrid. And you can talk all you want about the other players in that team. He is at the heartbeat of it. He's in the engine room. He provides a creativity and the guile. I think he is a magnificent footballer. And Tottenham, when you think about it now, looking back, Tottenham are robbed. To, to lose him for just £30 million <laughs> because <laughs> he's been shown to be worth several times that amount. A brilliant footballer. Uh, indeed. Um, a quick word on uh, Josco Vardial. Do you think he'll get a move in January, Crook, or will that be something that waits till the summer? I'd imagine it'll be something that waits till the summer. I think it's a difficult deal to get done in, in the January transfer window, but he certainly won't be short of suitors uh, despite being tied in knots by Messi last night. I think he's had an excellent tournament, uh, aided alongside him by Dayan Lover, and it has to be said, I think they've been a, a, a terrific partnership. You know, the, the 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 past of Croatian football, and someone who's very much going to be the future. I think he'll end up in the Premier League. Wouldn't surprise me if he ends up at Chelsea with Todd Bowley splashing the cash again next summer. And I think he's going to go on and have an excellent career. Okay, uh, tonight live on Talk Sport, the second semi-final. It's Morocco against France. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. 
Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The Premier League All Access podcast is proud to be brought to you by Ladbrokes. There's a lot more to those 90 minutes than what goes down on the pitch. With the latest odds, form guides and expert opinions, you'll know the score with Ladbrokes. Odds updates on talk sport with Ladbrokes. Are you in? Let's go. Play at labrooks.com, 18 plus, be gambleaware.org, T's and C's apply. Anyone could win it, believe me, anyone could win this World Cup. Can you believe it? Africa has a semi-finalist for the first time ever. And I hope the World Cup will come to Africa for the first time. Viva Morocco! We are Atlas Lions! It is a victory for Morocco! A victory for Africa! It's such an emotional game for us and for them because of the relationship between the two countries. It's already a success for Morocco uh, to be at this stage of the competition, but believe me, they won't stop. Creation on the left-hand touchline. Giroud attacks out and scores! They've got the old band back together from 2018. Giroud leading the line. Mbappe playing off the mount wide. And then Griezmann in that deeper role, and it's worked ever so well. Yusuf Endesiri beating Diego Costa to the high ball. And there is African delight all around this stadium. Well, France's quest to defend the World Cup is under threat from a sickness bug in the camp. Uh, Didier Deschamps uh, could be forced into an emergency reshuffle ahead of tonight's uh, semi-final against Morocco. Deo Upamakano and Adrian Rabio are huge doubts after missing the training session yesterday with illness. And there is a bit of lurgy going around in Qatar. Everyone sort of had a little bit of the, <laughs> haven't they, over the course of the last mm. uh, few weeks or so. Um, so I wonder whether or not um, that is going to affect the Le Bleu um, performance because when they did change significantly for their final group game they were a completely different side weren't they they don't have the depth that maybe England had and even Argentina had I'm a big cynic Sam and I think Apumacano whose performance wasn't great at the week uh, uh, against England won't play I think Rabiel will I think that when you get to this level with fine margins you put out whatever messages you can and for me, I expect a strong France team and I expect a big game on Sunday. Remember, they're bidding to become only the third country after Italy in 1938 and Brazil in 1962 to successfully retain the World Cup. And they are up against, as you both were rightly saying, an Argentina side who believe it's written in the stars. They need every advantage they can get. And if there's a little bit of misinformation out there, I, I think that they're happy to, to put that out there. But I am not, I do not believe that we'll see anything other than a strong France side spearheaded by Mbappe. And it's just going to be a fight for whether the baton is going to be passed from the, the, the former greatest player in the world and I don't think after last night there's any doubt and the boy who would be king 
Um, the Moroccan FA has chartered 30 planes for the game. 45,000 uh, 45, fans from Morocco expected to be in Doha tonight. I mean, the atmosphere is going to be absolutely deafening, terrific. And Morocco have been one of the stories of the tournament. They've only conceded one goal. That was an own goal. Uh, but can they hold firm against a brilliant attacking lineup? Probably one of the best attacking lineups in the tournament in Giroud, Griezmann, of course, Mbappe. Because um, that's that's the question, isn't it? They've kept out everybody else, but can they keep out the very best? It's going to be tough, um, no question. Especially with uh, the injuries. About that. And I was going to say that, um, you know, that they're not going to be at, at full strength. Unlikely, I think, that uh, Roman Saif, who's been important for them, will play. How fit is Aguerd, I think, having started the last game on the bench. So, uh, big injury concerns. But I, I sat in on the Moroccan coaches' press conference yesterday, and he was... He was very bullish, you know, very upbeat. I think he was a bit uh, stung by criticism in some quarters that he's quite a pragmatic coach, that that defensive record basically is is what's carried Morocco to this stage of the tournament. He pointed out some teams who've had equally low possession in games as, as Morocco and don't get the same kind of scrutiny, in his opinion. Um, he also said, call me crazy, but I'm confident and uh, you need a bit of craziness. So I thought he was a, a great character. Spoken to a lot of Moroccans, actually, even working in the hotel here. They're all very upbeat as well. It's going to be a party mood. And it's a free hit, really, because everybody expects France to win. Everybody expected France, I think, to get to the final at the start of the tournament. Morocco have nothing to lose and more friends to gain. And you're right, the atmosphere, which has been lacking at a time in this tournament, let's be honest, it's been, a, it's been a great tournament. But the atmosphere at a lot of games has disappointed, mainly because of the lack of Travelling European supporters, there have been a lot more empty seats than, than FIFA have let on. And it amazes me that they've been able to announce every game is a sellout when clearly we can see with our own eyes that isn't the case. But it, it will be lively tonight. It will be raucous. And I think maybe that atmosphere can give Morocco a chance. It's, 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 a, it's a big if because France have got so much talent. But Morocco score first. Wow, we could be in for an occasion. How important is Hakim Ziyech to this Moroccan team? Bearing in mind he's got 19 goals in 48 caps. He's retired from international football and said he was never going to play for the country again after falling out with Hali Hodzic uh, earlier in the year. Then the president of the uh, Moroccan FA basically said, Look, if you uh, don't bring him back into the fold, then we're going to sack you. Eventually they did sack Hali Hodzic, brought in uh, the new coach. And as a result, <laughs> as a result of that, Ziyech has come back and thrived. And that's been important for them, Darren, hasn't it? Yeah, I mean, yeah, you've just summed it up right there. That's the reason why he's so important. But also, I, I think you could probably carry on because you're a Chelsea fan and many people I speak to, and we can see with our own eyes, this is not the Ziyech who plays for Chelsea. <laughs> this is a very different Ziyech. He tracks back, he works, he provides himself as an outlet. He is a completely different player. And I think at this tournament, he's set a new higher bar on what Chelsea fans can expect from him when he goes back to Stamford Bridge. He is selfless. He is sharp. Honestly, I, I, I think to myself, this is the kind of player Chelsea should, should sign. He's incredible. <laughs> I just think in general terms, as far as Morocco are concerned, I think when you get this close, you put your body on the line. You do everything you can. Like I said before, they love defending. You talked about the circumstances Rogragi to that when he took over in August. And if you go back with his record, they haven't conceded in nine of their ten games. 
this, you know, he was a defender himself. He played 45 times for his country. He set this team up with the culture of defending that they love. And Crook's right. If they get the first goal, they'll be brilliant. But even if they don't get the first goal, they'll keep it tight. The Belgians, the Spanish and the Portuguese all thought they were a free hit into the next stage. And all of them are going to watch this game at home. And I think this is going to be a fascinating game of chess. And listen, who wouldn't love to see an A-list final between Mbappe and Messi? But if it were to be a, a team bidding to be the first from Africa to win the World Cup against a side looking for the fairy tale, that for me would a, be a brilliant story with a subplot that it would be the first World Cup without a European team since 1950 which would be incredible as well. I think every possibility from here on in makes for a fabulous story. Yeah, I think we're going to have a good final, whatever happens now, which is great because I think there was probably a little bit of eye raising at sort of the semi-final lineup and maybe people thought, well, how? This wasn't what we were expecting. We were expecting Argentina versus uh, Brazil and, you know, England versus Argentina or England versus Spain or something like that, but it didn't work out that way. Uh, but the final looks as if it's going to be a tasty affair. There's an incredible picture doing the rounds of Morocco coach Walid Ragwari uh, attending a Zoom coaching seminar held by Mikel Arteta, describing how he beat Manchester City in the FA Cup final, which is, what, two years ago. And now he's managing a, in fact, it was a year ago, managing a semi-final of the World Cup just 12 months later. Um, the idea of um, Walker versus Mbappe was on everybody's mind ahead of the game against France at the weekend. What did you make uh, of the, the billing of Hakimi versus Mbappe? Because you know, that's quite a, a tasty little battle as well, isn't it, Crook? Yeah, I think the coach uh, described it yesterday as uh, you know, a duel to the death, uh, basically. Um, said that uh, nobody knows Mbappe better than Hakimi. I think Mbappe's been making visits to the Moroccan team hotel in between matches to continue their bromance. So th this is going to be a, a fascinating narrative. And actually... It's been lost in, in the inquest of the England defeat and, you know, what happens next with Gareth Southgate. Carl Walker did a brilliant job on, on Mbappe, you know, so he showed there is a recipe mm. uh, to stop arguably the best player in the world. I'm sure Hakimi would have taken note of that as well. Again, I don't necessarily think stopping Mbappe is the key to beating France because if you do that, as England found, then you allow Griezmann to start working in those pockets of space. You allow Giroud to find himself free in the penalty area. So it's not just about Mbappe. It's about how Morocco are going to cope with that entire France trio in attack. And that's very difficult. Crook, Crook, can I just ask you a question? I saw a video of Mbappe trying to be friendly with Henderson in a tunnel. Henderson completely blanked him. Completely blanked him. And I just wonder, I, I'm not really sure about these visits from Mbappe to the Morocco team hotel to see Hakimi. I don't want to talk to you before a game like this. Well, we're here. We're not friends. And I just wonder if he, it's an attempt to maybe just soften Hakimi up. You know, he's a teammate. And, you know, the, 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 when you're in a situation like this, you want to shut out and frustrate your opponent as much as possible so that they become frustrated with you. And I wonder if that he's kind of just building up that friendliness to, to, to weaken Hakimi. Uh, are you suggesting that he is killing him with kindness? <laughs> very good, very good for, for so early in the morning after a late night last night. Although you were here on time. Uh, you, Hugo Lloris. 
Oh, he's done. He's having a go at you, Dan. Don't, don't, don't rise to the bait. Uh, Hugo Lloris uh, has been praising Morocco. He's been uh, trying to kill them with kindness as well. He's been saying they've done well to reach the semi-finals, but they don't want to stop there. I believe that both teams have to lose. <laughs> uh, it's a semi-final of a World Cup. Uh, it's an oppor- a unique opportunity to go to the final. Um, obviously, uh, it's already a success for Morocco uh, to be at this stage of the competition, but believe me, they won't stop. <laughs> They just want to carry on and, um, and, and to become even more hero for, for all the Moroccan um, uh, country. So, um, and, and in our side, uh, as I said just uh, earlier, we prepared the game um, to respond uh, to the demand of a semi-final of the World Cup. doesn't matter who is the opponent. Um, we just try to put the focus, the energy, the concentration and all our strength um, to this game to make sure that uh, we will not have any regrets at the end. Quick word on France. You mentioned Griezmann, France's best player so far of the tournament, arguably with his uh, free role where he drops deep and produces those brilliant passes. He was superb the other night and that assist made him the all-time assist maker for France with 28. He's also played. I can't believe this. 73 consecutive French matches. Been every single one of the last 73 French matches. That's quite outstanding, really. It's going back five years, that record. It shows how integral he is for the team, but also how fit he has been, despite the fact that he, the last year or so, or at least, at least the last six months, he's been sitting on the bench waiting to get on for Atletico Madrid because of a contractual issue. Amazing. Yeah, amazing. And the wonderful thing about him at this tournament, there is an argument for saying that he is one of the players of the tournament because he's almost playing as a central midfielder. He's not talked about him finding the pockets of space, but it's more in a defensive role where he's been important, helping to provide the extra man in midfield, sacrificing those attacking instincts that he has to ensure that they have that that cover, if you like. And Deschamps has reserved special mention for Griezmann just to kind of point out that he has been a key contributor to their run to the semi-final so far. And I'm expecting another big game from him. It might be the case that he's able to be used in an offensive capacity in this game because Morocco will spend so much of it defending but I think as far as he's concerned, I totally agree with you. You can see why he is a regular in the team. That's that 73 games. It's, it's incredible. But then he's an incredible player. Um, we all talk about being written in the stars for Lionel Messi. Should it be um, uh, he, get, well, he is in the final? Uh, but ultimately, if France gets to the final, they'll be massive favourites, won't they, Crook? I don't know, you know. Um, I don't think massive Do favourites. Mm. I don't know, you know. I, I don't think massive favourites. They were favourites against England. They weren't massive favourites, but they were favourites against England. I think against Argentina in the final, I think they look. I think they that they're a better, more cohesive team. They've got more star players than Argentina. I'd be interested to see the odds on that. I think it's too close to call in in, in a final, just because La- against Croatia, um, I think they were terrific performances all over the park. I think in defence, which I, I w- I've not been certain about 
so far. But right at the start of this pod, said was absolutely spot on. They've grown into the tournament. The Saudis picked apart their defence and you thought to yourself, um, Mendy's too old. Ramirez looks shaky. Um, but as the tournament's gone on, they've become more and more secure and they provide that platform for Messi and Alvarez to do what they've done so superbly well. Like France have got good, they've got outstanding players. Argentina have got the momentum. I, I think it's way too close to call. I, I, you know, if you were a booking, and, and he knows his odds, but you're probably going to give six of six to five each of two. You probably, you it'd be that tight. I think it'll be close. Crook, no. Um, I, I think it'd be close, and I, I fancy Argentina. And this may be because I backed them at the start of the tournament. And I'm talking with my wallet, but. Yeah, I've been really impressed is, yeah. with the way they've matured as a team in this tournament. And I don't know, how many France performances have we seen that have really <sighs> blown you away and you thought, wow, they're the real guy. I, I, I thought they were good for a lot of the game against Australia. Um, but then last, what, 15 minutes or so, they faded a bit. But apart from that, I, I probably won another... But like Poland, they were the dogs. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I have France in the work sweep at the Daily Mirror, so I'm very excited. Um, <laughs> I'd be very. It's a win-win for me. What, what's the prize for that, Darren? What's the prize? What do you get? Uh, a couple, couple of quid. A couple of quid. Oh, right. Okay. So enough to enough to pay for a Christmas party. <laughs> enough to pay for that dinner that he's been promising for over a year. The game day Christmas party could well be replete. The, the 2019 Christmas party for the game day <laughs> may eventually see the light of day. You never know. So you're breaking uh, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, right, we'll leave it there. Thank you very much, uh, Darren Lewis. We're back on Saturday morning looking ahead to the World Cup final. Uh, Crook, uh, what have we got planned for the rest of the week? Uh, well, hopefully that rematch with, with ITV might happen, but uh, off to the game um, tonight. Looking forward to seeing those Moroccan fans. Not been in the stadium with Morocco yet, so uh, that'll be another World Cup highlight. And uh, yeah, just beavering away, trying to trying to speak to anybody who's anybody still left here in Qatar. I've got to say, the number of A-listers has, has certainly diminished as we get to the final stage of the tournament. I'm scratching around a little there bit. A few, there was a few A-listers there last night, weren't there? Ronaldinho was there last night. Beckham, Ronaldo mm. were there last night. Some of uh, Sam Weto was there last night as well. So, uh, you know, there's still a few people around for you to go and see if you can talk to. Have you got Bex yet? Uh, no, Jim White took that away from me. So, uh, I'll, I'll leave that oh. one to him. Oh, oh okay. Oh, you weren't up, up to that, no? Okay. Uh... I wasn't A-list enough. <laughs> right. <laughs> thank you very much we'll see you on Saturday morning we'll also have the visualised podcast going out in the next couple of days where we talk about what's happened so far at the World Cup and look ahead to the final uh, Darren Crook have a good rest of the week make sure you tell all your friends about the Game Day podcast The Premier League All Access Podcast is proud to be brought to you by Ladbrokes. The latest odds? We set them. Form guides? We've got them. Expert opinions? We share them. The best fans in the world deserve the best. Be match day ready before the whistle blows with Ladbrokes. Odds updates on Talk Sport with Ladbrokes. Are you in? Let's go. 
play at labrooks.com. 18 plus, be gambleaware.org. T's and C's apply. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.